live from 864 Sound in Greenville, South Carolina, it's the Wash Bros Podcast with your hosts, Matt Jackson and Clay Smith. What's up, guys? It's Matt Jackson, Clay Smith, and drumroll, our special guest, Pat Clark. We're the Wash Bros, and this is going to be the upstate of South Carolina edition. So. Yeah. You want to kick it off, Pat? Love it. Yeah. Hey, I'm honored to be here, guys. I really appreciate it. I saw what you guys were doing, and I was like, dude, I want to be a part, be a of, part it. of it. Yeah. Episode 12, baby. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. yeah, we'll always remember this one for sure. Our first guest. I know, Mr. Right? Pat Clark. That was one of the things, too, we talked about in the beginning. We were like, oh, we don't want to have guests. We just want to do, like, keep it exclusive, and then... Like, eh, well, at least the first one's a good one. Yeah. So, <laughs> and if any, that. if any of you guys don't know who Pat Clark is, he is the pressure washing guru of the Upstate. He is our role model. He is who we look up to and who we want to be like. Not just the Upstate, though. Not just the Upstate, though. He's across the country. Yeah. yeah. With precision. With precision pro wash, <laughs> I'm sure you've seen their trucks. They do a lot of big jobs, a lot of stuff around the, lot around the area, and uh, um, he'll be telling us a little bit about his story, um, where he came from, what he's doing now. And uh, kind of the, you know, you got your own product line too, correct? Like yeah. your own chemical base. And, and I've used it. Uh, Matt's used it. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, it works really, really well, actually. So uh, so how, how did you actually get started in pressure washing, Pat? Tell us a little bit about Man, yourself. so it's, it's actually crazy. I, I went to Bob Jones right here. Okay. And um, so I, my best friend from college was a town student. And so he his dad owned Piedmont Valley Properties. And... I actually was living in New York at the time, so got married, moved down here. He was like, dude, I got a job available. New York's super expensive, so when you get married, I'm like, there ain't no way we're buying a house in New York. So, <laughs> right. Plus, I like the weather down here. Like, I could ride my motorcycle year-round, you know? So, moved down here. I worked for Piedmont Valley Properties, and that was like 2006, and so you know what happened in 2008, right? So the economy started going down. I started washing his spec houses, so the painter was doing it, and I was like, What's he doing? Because I'm making 500 bucks a week, right? right. I'm like, how can I make you know another 100 bucks? What can I do? So you know that grind. Like I got first my first kids on the way. I'm like, I'm just trying to you know make ends meet. And so um, yeah, he was like, yeah, I'm paying the painter 100 bucks to wash these like 3,500 square foot houses. I'm like, oh really? I nice. can do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I freaking go buy a pressure washer from Home Depot or whatever. And at the time, I had a Dodge Ram 1500 silver with the silver wheels, so it looked good. Oh, yeah. I put a water tank in the back of it, and uh, I started washing his house. So some houses didn't have water, or I'd pull it from the next house that we were building type deal. And it, I remember me and my wife washing our first house took eight hours for a hundred bucks and i'm like hey you know making 600 bucks now let's go right yeah and it it was what it was and so started doing that and we were doing like three houses a week on top of that 500 bucks so now you know now i could buy some motorcycle parts you know (laughs) and clean them in my apartment sink you know sand them down (laughs) repaint them hey yeah um but yeah so started doing that and then obviously uh the economy started going down so they ended up going out of business it was me and his uh two sons we were like running the company um, just until the very end. And I I think my pay got docked. I can't remember exactly what happened, but I ended up quitting right there at the end. And I started going out and doing auto detailing. And so that's kind of how I started was like literally these strip malls right here. This was my zone. Um, I was living right here. Uh, it started in Malden. And Malden, I don't know if you guys have been in Malden. Yep. They're crazy, right? <laughs> like putting yard signs out, putting, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like they're, they're nuts. And I remember... Um, I had to go to court and they found a yard sign. They're like 750 bucks. I'm like, 
oh crap you know what i mean like <laughs> 750 bucks come on yeah i'm just trying right. to freaking pay the the electric bill here yeah. and so i remember i'm like i'm like we're dressing the kids up in like dirty ratty clothes i'm like i'm bringing the court with me i'm like sir i'm just trying to <laughs> provide for my family <laughs> you know yeah but it, it's funny now because like sometimes we'll put out yard signs that are you know generating like 10 grand i'll pay the 750 now yeah. Yeah. but back when i you know didn't have any money it was like yep. that's a lot of money man it's a lot of money especially right? when you're trying to just get by yeah and that's right yeah and that's what it was like in the very beginning like getting the auto detailing and then really i went to my first event it was an nce national cleaning expo and it was in charleston and i was like what is this i saw it online it was back in the day when we were forums only right facebook wasn't even in the thing oh yeah this is what 16 years ago something like that mm-hmm and so I'm like, I need to go to this. I'm talking to my wife and we would always go back and forth. I was the visionary, right? And I'm like, we need to go. We need to do this. And she's like, well, we can't afford the hotel. And I'm like, frick. So what we did was we ended up, um, her mom lived in Joanna. So I had an Astro, 1995 Astro van at this time. So we put a, a, a mattress in the back of the Astro van. My two kids' car seats, no joke, were ratchet strapped. They were like welded to the floor. It was kind of safe. Yeah, yeah. But they were literally like <laughs> ratchet strapped to the backs of these front seats. And so when the mattress wasn't there, I had a water tank in there, right? Yeah, yeah. And so we drop off the kids and we go. And I'll never forget. I don't know how people found out. They must have saw us getting out of the van like the next morning or something. Okay. And one guy, and I still don't know who that is to this day. But, you know, if you're out there, man, you remember you, you let me use the shower in their hotel uh, that morning, they're like, dude, you can use it. I was like, wow, all right. Like, yeah, I really right. appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I want to shower. Yeah. <laughs> so that was good. And I remember they were making fun of me because I was young. I started the business when I was 20 yeah. and my first kid, 21. And so I was young and they were like, who's this young kid? I was just trying to like absorb information. Like, who are the big dogs? I'm going to dinner with them. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. And I was eating salad, but I still went to dinner. Still there. Right. And I was just trying to absorb it. And I remember me and my wife, we were scared to death, man, sitting in the crowd, like these, you know, big guys up front. They're like large companies. Right. And I'm like scared to death. I'm like scared to ask questions. But now it's like, no, I want to I want to definitely ask questions. But me and my wife were like sitting in there and the person in front of us, um, they were like, yeah, we just cleaned this roof and we sprayed it. And two hours later, we walked away with twelve hundred bucks. What? I'm like, what? I'm like, dude, I'm doing houses, like, you know what I mean? For like $200. Yeah. Uh, and it's taking me like four hours, right? Yeah. You're like less than the $99 guy. I was. Yeah. Like, I really was. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah, it was probably, I didn't know my numbers back then, right? I I was like, I didn't know anything about business. I could go right. wash a house, make a customer happy. I was kind of personable. Yeah. Um, and I just want to serve the community at a high level, right? And exactly. make some money and provide for my family. And so when they said that, and me and my wife looked at each other and we're like, no freaking way. Like, what is this juju, right? Nobody in Greenville knows about that, right? Right? And that's exactly, like, roof cleaning was, like, not a thing. Exactly. And so I remember it was Sunbelt uh, Sunbelt Supply or Sunbright Supply in Georgia, and roof cleaning was a full-contact sport. They had roof clean with a K. Mm. Dude, I still got a scar on my leg for this day from this stuff. It burned. Okay. And you spray it on, and you low-pressure wash the roof, right? Uh, like, yeah. no, you were pressure washing the roof. Yeah, yeah. But... I, I did that. Yeah. It was me. But... <laughs> it's the... Surface clean on a TPO roof. Yeah, yeah. It was like, what the heck, right? And so I didn't know, though. You know, that's what everybody was saying. And that was like the beginning of roof cleaning. And then that's kind of how we evolved um, mainly into a roof cleaning company. I noticed like all your trucks, you tend to position roof cleaning 
over any other service. Yeah. So now learning about business and like marketing and, you know, uh, brand over message. And the way we do it now is we use our top sell principle. So yep. what is your most expensive service? Mm-hmm. We go from there because then I can charge $800 for a house wash. Well, normally it would be 400 or 500, whatever it is. Yep. 800 doesn't seem that high when you have a $2,000 roof cleaning. Yep. And so we would do our top sell principle. So we designed our invoice this way. We really started dialing in. I actually got a coach in 2000. So fast forward 2010. Um, it was brute force, man. Um, from 2008, that was the first event, to 2010, brute force, just like going and like didn't know anything about marketing. I mean, yellow pages, right? Spending oh, yeah. $20,000, $30,000 a year when I'm making uh, 130 a year, oof, right? right? Taking right. home maybe 30. Yep. Right. Yep. But you don't know what you don't know. And they're like, oh, yeah, you'll get these many leads. You know what I mean? It's like, like Angie's like Angie list. and Home Advisor. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like scam. Exactly. <laughs> but you do it because inside you're like, I want the leads. I think it'll work, right? If just one works, they'll pay for it, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> no. But, any, right. but yeah, and, and you do what you can. I've tried anything and everything under the sun, right? I'll try it once. But exactly. guess what? Now I track. If there's not an ROI, I shut it down. And they know I track my numbers. Right. When they come in and they do an interview now, I, sh- I bring out my reports and everything. I'm like, so you're telling me you can get this, this, and this? And they're like, no. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you got to know your numbers. And But again, brute force in the beginning, right? Like 130,000, whatever it was. And I got a business coach in 2010 that taught me systems. And it was like, yeah, your invoice needs to go like this. You need to flow through your whole office. And that helped me put people in place. Like if you put people in place, the money will come. Right. That was scary for me. Like my first office person, how am I going to pay that that person? At back in the day, it was like six hundred bucks a week, mm-hmm. yeah. and I'm like, how am I going to do that? We can barely afford to pay ourselves anything. Right. But when you put that person in place, you got to trust the process a little bit, and we grew thirty percent by putting her in place. Wow. And so I was running a truck. My lead tech was running a truck. I was also doing sales. When I put her in place, I got off the truck and I moved my uh, lead tech. That was I had basically two lead techs on a truck. Split them up. Got them two assistants. Yep. And I started really training and really diving into always be training. Like every day, you got to be training. Yep. And so that we did. That's what we did there to kind of get me off the truck to selling a hundred percent. And then when I was doing that, I found out I'm like crap because you you go to these plateaus. Right. And then you become the bottleneck. And that's what I did. I became the bottleneck. I was selling for like a truck and a half and I couldn't book up that second truck. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? It's like where I'm right now. Right. And you're like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And you're trying and you're like, all right, put more money here. (laughs) Right. So tell me a little bit about that. What does that feel like? I mean, I I don't know if if you guys have felt it but it seems like we had like a later spring like the spring was kind of weird for us the, the weather in general the weather is yeah. in general so like yeah. for us like the june that we had now it was like the leads were very dry oh yeah and like spending a lot on marketing and and all that stuff so i mean say last year i was kind of in clay shoes so yeah. mm-hmm. like like killing it on an operator model and then you find out like okay there's not that much more i can go without just sacrificing every minute of my life yeah so I decided this year to get uh, partnered with a guy who was doing another pressure washing business. He's almost like helps me like as almost like an operations manager type guy. Love that. And um, I got two lead techs that are running two trucks. So like it's just dealing with the ups and downs. And like I'd say we were doing like 40K something like April and then May we did 70 and then June we'll probably do 40. So it's just like yep. – 70 was like max in the two trucks. Yeah. And then I'm at now 40 where I'm like, oh man, I'm running like one and a half trucks. So it's kind of like, yep. how do I 
position myself to keep that that funnel where I can like when I was under operator, he's forty thousand dollars a month. It's like, oh, I don't have time in day. Yeah. But yeah, two trucks. It's like I can eat up twenty thousand dollars in a week and a half. Yeah. Like loading them up correctly. That's right. And then it's just like staying ahead of the ebbs and flows, like kind of what we're seeing with the seasons and then like the holidays and yep. bad weather and then oversaturation of everybody in the market right now. Yeah. So that's a that's a real thing. So what we would do is we would build out a marketing plan. Because mm-hmm. you have your ebbs and flows, right? And we yep. call it the performa. Mm-hmm. And the performa would show and we would do we would always go back two to three years and see what the history would say. Yep. Now the last three years have been crazy, so like throw that out the window, right? Yep. Now it's like learn relearning what that is. Yep. Because the weather's changing. Like there's a lot of factors now that you have to kind of predict off of still, you know, past stuff, but predict what is gonna happen, right, with the weather. And so then we would market thirty to sixty days before. Yep. So we can still keep that upward trend going up each month. Yep. And then we would hammer it with marketing. Yep. And boots on the ground, I think right now is like that's where it's at. Yeah, because like you and I both do similar marketing strategies. Me, me and so Matt, we're like fishing in the yeah. same pond right now. Oh, right? okay. But now yeah. I'm having to like pull out and and be creative because it's like, all right, I'm running out of. We're running out of fish to catch. If yeah. everybody's trying to tap that Google digital marketing arena, it's like, all right, well, there's only so much. There's only right? so much there, and then yeah. you just how much money is everybody spending on on bidding? And then it go it just and then it's that game, right? Yep. Who's going to bid the most money? Bid the most money, and yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. you make this much money, but you got this much ad spend. It's just like your net's not that great. Yep, and that's where you got to replicate. So yep. instead of spending that money on like Google and stuff, don't get me wrong. That's why I kind of came up with sales boost, right? So you yep. bolt those things on, but you have a strong boost on the ground base, yep. and then you bolt on Google, then you bolt on Facebook. And then it feeds everything. Because mm-hmm. when I was running just Google and all these other things, you're you're doing this because, you know, that's what the market's doing. So exactly. whenever they're down, ready baby. to go, you know, oh, I need this clean. Then it's everything's, you know what I mean? Yep. That's when you're doing the $70,000 a month. Then when it's not, then no, not a lot of people are thinking of it. Yep. So if you're doing boots on the ground, you're carrying that self. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like getting in front of people and like selling them as opposed to waiting for them to come to you. That's it. Yep. Yeah, And so I noticed when I was driving all my marketing, as far as like really going heavy with it, when mm-hmm. we went heavy with flyers and door knocking, mm-hmm. they were, I'm like, how'd you hear about us? Google, right? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> what got you to go to Google? Well, I got your flyer, right? Mm-hmm. And then we noticed all that. So everything works together. It's not just one thing. It's true. Yeah. So we started diving in to our numbers. You know what I mean? Um, really learning that after my business coach came in um, and once I got off the truck, things really got magical, I would say, right? So mm-hmm. I started selling. Then I took my lead tech that was really good, that was upselling on jobs. Mm-hmm. And he, Tim Holyfield, never forget him, dude. This guy was a big teddy bear, huge guy. Yeah. I put him in a Ford Ranger. It's like my guy. He's like <laughs> in a Ford Ranger, right? Heck yeah. Is your guy big? He's like 6'6". Six, six. Yes, yes. He's not going to talk to a big guy, no, right? Yeah. Big teddy bear. That's I'll right. like, hit him at this and he hits yeah. me like twice the much and close. It's like... <laughs> Yep. Who's going to say no to this guy? That's, That's like, right. So we did have to train him a little bit. I'm like, don't go up in front of the door. Be like, you know what I mean? Like, we're going to call the police. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, okay, just, you know, three, four steps down on the, you know, on the front porch. That way you're, you know, yeah, not yeah. overbearing. Exactly. But no, he did really, really good. But he didn't know. I learned a lot because when you get your first territory manager, guess what? He was a technician. So he's like, oh, that's going to take 30 minutes. Well, you know, oh, it says 80 on the price sheet. No, we can do that for 40. Exactly. You yeah. know what I mean? And then I started seeing a lot of that. Yep. And it was good because now I was replicating. He had his own territory. I had a territory. And I just, because your first 
territory manager, I call them territory managers, TSMs, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get your first one, I didn't know how to manage anybody. I was never a manager before, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we'll just go out and sell, right? Like, yep. oh, you need a price list? Oh, <laughs> shoot, right? Just pull it out of thin air? Yeah. <laughs> So I had to get everything out of my head again, right? Yeah. Create a price list so he can measure. And I created my 19 points to a sale, right? Like how we do exactly what we do, yep. where we park the vehicle, all that. And he started like making sales. He started selling up to 10 grand a week. And this is back, you know, five, yeah. six years ago. I'm That's like, a lot of money back then. Yeah. I'm like, hey, still yeah. is. Yeah. 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 Still did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, heck yeah. So now I'm thinking, okay, how do I replicate him? Right. Like, Cause I was selling, but I can only sell so much and then he can only sell so much. So now we're booking up into three trucks Yep. and I'm like, okay, now let's go a little bit more. Right. Yeah. I always want more baby. Always and want this more. this was right here in, the, in, in Greenville, right? This is Greenville. Greenville yeah. 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 We got up to six trucks here. Okay. In the okay. one location. Yeah. yeah. Before we started like expanding. So yeah. this is before yeah. we started expanding. And so started getting him, started seeing some good stuff happen. Um, and then I'm trying to remember the second one. I can't remember the second. We had a lot of territory managers. Yeah. And the reason being is because they come man. in, right? Yeah. It's like, yep. uh, what do you do? Pressure washing? You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, yeah. well, no, we do soft washing, right? <laughs> like, you got to make it a step up, yeah, right? I'm like, yeah. we're like a pest control company for mold and mildew. Pretty yeah. much. And I had I started recruiting, like, lawn spray guys because there was, like, the lawn care business here is, like, booming, right? Yeah. Everybody's got a green lawn. I see them everywhere. So I started changing my ads up. I'm like, not roof cleaning. I started doing, like, spray applicator. Right. And they're like, what is this? So I started creating smart. Yeah. Just different things to get yep. people in. And so uh, when we got into Duncan at that location, that's a whole story, too. <laughs> we had to be out of our first. I was subletting uh, for my t shirt company and then he lost a big contract. Hey, you got to be out in two weeks. You know how much equipment we always have. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, oh my word. So trying to find, and that's the thing with business. Like things are going to come, mm-hmm. as you guys know, mm-hmm. but we have to you know, tweak it. We got to pivot and we got to overcome those obstacles. You got to make sure you set yourself up for success. Yep. And they're always going to come at us. And prepare yourself to be blindsided. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, (laughs) yeah, even we can set ourselves up for success, right? Like thinking that this is going to happen, but then you're like, whoa, where did that come from? Right. Where's this plan? (laughs) Yeah. $40,000 tax bill. Like I can tell you so many horror stories, like, but that's, small business right right and that's what kind of gets us thick skin that's what sharpens our blade right to level up and i'm a firm believer in that like i had to level up as a business owner right as a human Mm -hmm. um before my business would change and so that was me looking at you know reading the books reaching out for people that were in my shoes that i wanted to be in yep and so you know just doing that going to events finding that person right trying to just corner them right get the knowledge that i needed to get to the next step and then i found the next person right Mm -hmm. and it was that kind of that game of you know catching that person right so going back to the the convention thing where you Mm -hmm. uh you went to your first convention and um you you said you slept in your van and stuff like that um do you when you do these conventions and you speak at these conventions and you go to these conventions do you like have a soft place in your heart for and do you look for people in the back in the corner and kind of stuff like that um i I, I immediately thought of that you know because there's always one trying you know there is yeah i mean i've i've had people come up crying you know what i mean they're they're in that spot so i want to talk to my past self yep because i was there like it's still on the back of my tongue like you know what i mean like i'm fighting each day because (laughs) i know what broke is yeah you know how do i pay that 126 dollar electric bill 
Right. And there's been blessings. Like I'm, I'm a firm believer. I don't know if you guys, you know, believe in God or not, but yeah, like God shows up every week, every day, like yep. in a small business. Right. Yep. I think we see it a little bit more because we're on that pivotable thing that it changes every day. Yep. And so, yeah, I'm looking for that people, that person, I would say in the crowd, right. That I'm directly speaking with or to, right. And right. I'm like, I was there. And that's what I always speak on is, uh, experience and like what I've been through. Like, I'm not going to tell you something I haven't done before. Yeah. Right? You want to be real with them. You don't yeah. want to, uh, the biggest thing that me and Matt like to talk about is like, we don't want to sell a dream. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to be real with you. And we want to tell you like, okay, this is, this is what it is. And this is what you're going to have to do. And this is what you're going to go through. You yeah. Know? So, um, I think that a lot of people they get caught up in selling a dream and yeah. And I yeah. think that's that's kind of like Matt. Matt has basically put me like he's in what year, year five, year six. I started 18, 18 fall of 18. I didn't start full time until June of 2020. So, Matt, I'm on I'm on year two. I'll be mm -hmm. two full years in October. And Matt has literally put me. I mean, what is it? You put me probably three or four years ahead. Put you where just I was last by year. just by being transparent and telling me, hey, this is kind of what That's I would amazing. do. But I also twisted it into my own thing, and I had experience before I got into pressure washing. Okay, um, you know, I ran car dealerships, sales manager, so I had employees. Oh, I already yeah. went through that whole nine, and I I knew how to market. I knew how to kind of deal with money and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But with somebody in the in the same industry and networking with that with Matt, you know, kind of took me under his wing and said, hey, this is how I do things, and you know, you do it how you want, but. Mm -hmm be prepared for this. Yeah. And, uh, I think too, is a mindset thing. And it's a mindset. It's like thing you start too. a business and you're like, I made 10 K a month. Some people just are, that's killing it. And then like yeah. their ego holds them down versus right. like, like being like, Hey, I'm right here. So you're here. Like there's yeah. still room for growth. And then just as the, like that is with us, it's like, you're here and you're like, Hey, there's so much even more here. Yeah. And then it's like, I think you told me when I was at that legacy event a couple of years back and Hilton had, you're talking about there's ladders. Yeah. So it was just like, that was something cool that you told me. It's like, you climb the ladder and you look around and you think like, you're the top dog on the ladder. And there's a dude over here, like yep. 10 times higher that like you only see now because you're at a certain point. That's right. And so. then you get above the clouds and there's yep. another ladder. And you're like, and you got choices, right? Which one do you want to go up? Who do you align with? Right? Absolutely. And that to me is kind of like a pivotal point for me now because I'm like, okay, I'm climbing this ladder, but I like to see such as yourself or like other people who have like climbed the ladder successfully and saying like, what ladders are they looking at just as like mm -hmm. open space out there that I don't even see now. Yeah. So, yeah. and there's a lot, like I just keep running into more and more and more, you know, like for instance, Tommy Mello, right? $300 mm -hmm. million dollar oh, yeah. garage door business. Mm -hmm. And so you look at different industries too and like, how are they doing it? Right. And you look at their systems, their training, who are they putting in? And it's all about people. You are building the A team. Because yep. you can't do it yourself. Yep. And so it's all about the people you bring in the organization, and then you step them up, and you you basically turn them into mentors, and then they mentor their you know their that's people. True. Yeah, that's kind of what I've enjoyed so far of just like bringing people on. Because I mean, it is kind of a risk, especially thinking about like, oh man, going to fall season. I don't really position gutter cleaning. I don't really position like <sighs> winter stuff. Yeah. More like Christmas lights. So it's just like yeah. having to kind of build these guys up, and then like figure out how I can position them for staying busy and employed yes so yep. that's kind of my yeah a new struggle so i would give you a little bit of advice there it was like don't sometimes we put our self-limiting beliefs yeah. on our team too and it's we true. don't know what they can do so it's like guys look we we're going into the fall season what can we do exactly and then they start putting out marketing they start like upselling on jobs and like you're like dang the team is actually doing it right 
Yeah, it's recently it's been one of those things they've been doing like almost five rounds, and they're like, hey, I painted out some cards here and there. I was yes. like, yeah, like the pipeline's a little slow right now because of the seasons. Yep. Like you're the feet on the street. Yep. So like if you guys want work, and I'm compensating them pretty much a percentage of revenue because they're I have like pretty much two lead techs. Yep. So I'm giving them like twenty percent of of like revenue per day. So they have some form of like incentive. Yeah. To like stack jobs and do more work. Yeah, exactly. So I'm trying to create that. fire under their butt. Yeah. It's like, hey, if we eat, we that. all eat together. That's right. It's yep. like, I'm not going to pay you to clean my shop. Yep. <laughs> I call it job security. Yeah. If you right. want your job, like you got to put some stuff exactly. out and make it fun. Yeah. It's yeah. like, hey, we're all kind of similar minded. So. Yeah. That's good.